0: You entertain Bob? Guten Tag, wie geht's? Bob looks entertained. He's looking at me like, <laughs> Man, why is it it's still like uh, the first time I'm watching him do this?
1: Well, no, it's not the first time, but the question that came to my mind is you, you always come to this podcast dressed in your hemphletic sweatshirt and t shirt, and I'm wondering, is that all you ever wear? I mean, do you have other clothing? I'm trying to support the podcast in every way I can. You do know it's a podcast, right? And people can't see you. Yeah, it's okay. Oh,
0: all right. I'm just just wondering. Now, the sweatshirt I wear, because it's around town, the t-shirt I just happened to be wearing today because I was doing grunt work today, so... Laundry? Yeah, basically. (laughs) It's grunt work was being done today, uh, so I had to make sure I had a shirt that I didn't care if it got a little dirty or something. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I do have my podcast clothes on today, yes. People are used to seeing it on me, who I'm around, so they don't razz me anymore. Okay. Yeah, other than you, of course. Well, that's my job. We like it. Okay. Here we are, everybody. I have a really exciting episode today. I'm so we're gonna learn something new Ooh. today, Bob. Are you Are you happy about that? I,
1: I learn something new every time I show up here. Yeah, that's. I appreciate that, Bob. It's It's the truth. I I, I go home and and I I just rave about it. I'm like, dude, this is what we learned. Uh, you know, this 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 and that. and did you know that this is going on? This is going on and. And uh, my coworkers like, Bob, can you shut up about your stupid podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. it you know, it
0: just seems like it definitely generates uh, some of the comments I get from people. It generates people that at least talk and think so. And everybody, I have, to be honest, it's not that I have, our downloads are definitely less than where I would like them right now. But at the end of the day, I'm really happy about the feedback. I haven't heard one person tell me they don't like it straight oh, out.
1: That's fantastic. I yeah. love that.
0: Now, maybe they're afraid to tell me that, but there's a lot of people in my life that are afraid to tell me. You are intimidating. I guess I'm 5'9". I I mean, those guns
1: you're supporting, Whoa. Watch out. Whoa. Yeah. Speaking of
0: guns, we have a guest today that has some serious guns. Oh, good lead-in. Yes, it was perfect. <laughs> so today we have with us uh, a gentleman that I've met through Anna DeRosa. Again, we have to give her kudos because the little networker that she is tracked this gentleman down. Uh, they had a great conversation, and I think within minutes, she says, you need to be on this podcast. So today we have Mr. Zach Johnson with us today. He, are you Rochester-born? No. Okay, so he he is a transplant to Rochester, which is which is excellent. But Zach, the reason why we're having him on today is he is approaching his first professional MMA fight. Is that correct?
2: Uh, yes, it is. Yep.
0: And I I. Periphery watch MMA. Friends of mine are good, big MMA fans. Uh, Bob, I don't know how much you know about MMA. This much, <laughs> yeah. Which goose is, egg, goose egg. So, so at the end of the day, he is going to be bored with us because we're going to ask such trivial, foundational no, no. questions. Educational, yes. Yes, we are going to ask very educational questions, Zach. Because I'm very curious. I have never been around someone MMA uh, for a length of time to learn about the training. How you decided to get into it? Uh, uh, There's so many questions I have. So, Zach, welcome to the show. Yes,
2: Uh, thank you very, very much.
0: Sorry, I'm talking incessantly over here. I'm really excited about this. (laughs) Uh,
2: So, so you heard about the episode? What made you want to come on? Like. Um, I was actually like, i talking to Anna and like, how she was like mentioning it and also like, how that I use, like on CBD. So it for my like on training and stuff. So it's a big, so it's a big, like on help and stuff like on for me. And the hand hand clap comes in the hand (laughs) clap. (laughs) So,
0: so within seconds our our man already admitted to CBD use, um, which is excellent. Uh, we'll get to that later. I would definitely touch on it later, but the first I want to say is, uh, how could how'd you come to Rochester? Like, where are you from well, originally? It's-
2: I'm actually from like Clifton Springs, so that's in like a Finger Lakes like a region. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of well, I was actually I was actually like working in East Rochester um, at a scrapyard, and then I always wanted to move like on closer to work. <sighs> and then and then I was and then I was like dating someone that actually like lived in East Rochester, so we actually like, embodied, like a body like. Like, so then we like moved in like it went together mm-hmm. and then so then i've been in east rochester ever since
0: so east rochester for those of you who are not from the rochester area it doesn't mean it's just East of the city of Rochester, <laughs> no. it's actually a suburb, uh, a little bit uh, uh, on the eastern suburbs of Rochester, near Pittsford, Penfield, mm-hmm. uh, Brighton area, just past those those towns. Uh, East Rochester is a nice small town. It's a one school type town It, it houses kindergarten through twelfth grade, which is kind of a rarity around the Rochester area. It's like a little nestled community, um, and it's an interesting community, but it's a it's a very hardworking community, generally speaking. Yes, kind of kind of wrapped around a lot of um, more affluent communities, so so it's kind of interesting there. But I love East Rochester, and then Clifton Springs is kind of a rural area, just southeast of Rochester. Yes, um, uh, near Finger the Canandaigua Finger Lakes yeah. area. And yeah. uh, Clifton Springs is a beautiful area. So you, you were you brought up on a farm or in a rural setting, right? No,
2: I no, it was just in the like own town. I mean, it wasn't a farm. Like, thank God.
0: <laughs> but you probably had a lot of friends that were farmers. I in do, that, right?
2: yes, yes. Actually, actually, looking at all that, my best friend is yes.
0: Uh, and what school did you go to down there? I
2: actually uh, nope. I actually went to what comes Mid Lakes. Oh, Mid Lakes.
0: Yeah, excellent. Mid Lakes is a little south. It's like South Canandaigua area for for those who yep. might know the area. And um, Mid Lakes is a, is, a, is a good school in Section Five as well. Uh, and I actually go by. I used to go by Mid Lakes on the Finger Lakes Triathlon, which is held in Canandaigua. Mm-hmm. We'd go by Mid Lakes High School as part of the bike route on that. Yep race not that anybody cares about that but um it's a cool area i love it down there a lot of hills good to train so um at the end of the day you you came up to rochester you've been here in the east rochester city of rochester for how long now
2: for about uh like you know this will be four years now
0: excellent and and, um so (sighs) athletic background so sure. high school like like what did you do sure.
2: growing up um i i actually played like you know football i actually played like i you was know, basketball um i played a little bit of like i you was know, baseball and then as soon as i got into like a middle school then i switched over to outdoor like on you know, track and then i continued to play like a you know, football and then then after high school that i went off to like on you know, gcc to study sports uh, sports like a marketing and then i started playing like a lacrosse there uh, so you picked up a
0: new sport in college
2: i did you know you now
0: lacrosse is kind of a skill sport right is, so yep. so was that something that came natural to you or had you ever had a lacrosse stick before you went there?
2: um i never did like you know that our school never like almost had it but uh, one of the like teachers actually like taught me so i like i volunteered like i went back at my school um, for the like on JV team, and I kind of started like to learn, and and then I and and then I like almost picked it up. I mean, like you know that I scored once in college, so it was nice. So you know it felt good, and then I and then. Uh, And then I started playing uh, semi-pro, like, on football, like, you know... uh,
0: Now, were you running back or wide receiver or I was a, like, on corner. You were a cornerback? Yeah, I
2: was. And, uh, you know, and I played for a few years, and then I got signed uh, to an overseas team, to a, like, a Serbian team, Um, and then I played over there once, uh, for like one year uh, It was really nice uh, That was
0: football again? Yeah Oh yeah. interesting Yep.
2: Yeah. And then So how did Alright Alright wait, wait, wait You're, you're going Now we're all right, We're yeah. done glossing I gotta get, <laughs>
0: dig into some of this now Bob Alright So uh, the high school sports Was just traditional high school stuff Yeah football. Now were you always good Naturally good as a cornerback? I mean did you have a natural talent? I mean it seems uh, like you had high something High school
2: there. I played like a wide receiver That I, I did not want to play corner I did not You know That I did not want to play Like on defense uh, and then after, like I was high school, I switched over to the, like on corner. I mean, at the semi pro level. Um, and what team did you play for? I played for the Finger Lakes Impact. I played for the Auburn. Oh, they're gonna kill me. The Auburn, like on Commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I and then I actually went to Pennsylvania, and then I played down in like on Titusville, and um, and then I played down there, and uh, you know, it just. Um, you know, and then from there, uh, Zen uh, was my coach, and uh, he actually um, opened up like a couple networks for me. And uh, if you know um, indoor football, uh, the Las or yeah, the Las Vegas team that was owned by Anjovi. No, actually, that's the Philadelphia Soul. Oh, you're right, that's Philadelphia. The City. Las Vegas one was owned by the Montley Crew lead singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was brought out there for like on tryout and stuff, and then you know. But I played overseas, and then I actually still. Had, right, how did
0: you get? All right, so we got to go to the Serbia know, thing. Right. I don't want you to gloss over that. No. So,
2: so first of all, how
0: did you hear that Serbia had uh, some football teams? And and obviously, you got to fill me in. How uh, did that Euro
2: happen? players, uh, like you know, that I went and played for like on team like on USA down in South Carolina, and. Um, and then there was a lot of guys that go um, overseas and like on play, and they take three Americans for each like on team, and they have three like on divisions. It's just like like on college, you know. That there's like on D one, there's like D two, and then there's like and then there's like on D three. Like, so they pay for your flight, that they pay for your meals, they pay for your gym, uh, like you know, and they also like on pay you to like on play. So you're like, so you're like an NFL star there, like you know they. You know, that you're always on the field, like, you know, that you don't come off the field and you're their main person and, uh, you know, and you're, and you're like, and you're like, I'm treated, you know, um, like a star. Everyone knows you, everyone knows why you're there and stuff like that. I mean, it was good. And then, you know, that you see, so you played like, quarterback diff- for that. I played like wide receiver, I played corner, I played like a punt uh, returner, I played like a kickoff return, like, you know, that you don't come off the field. So you were one of the
0: three Americans on that team, and you were known around town. It was probably a small town. Now, did you stay with a host family, or did they give you a hotel? Um,
2: I stayed in uh, my own room.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so they gave you your own room, and you had to pay for that, or they they covered that?
2: No, like you that know, you pay for nothing.
0: Oh, really? So you just go now? Did you get a, a salary at all, or is it just expenses? Uh,
2: that they pay you, yeah. Like you know, that they pay you to play. Wow. I mean, it's not much you know. at the like on D three level, but if you take our money compared to their money, I mean, I mean, ours is worth more. So, you know, if you take money over with you and stuff, I mean, it's worth something. So, you know, it's nice, and you know, it's it's so almost tell- like our it's almost like our 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 like on college, mm-hmm. like a level, like a football.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good. interesting. Um, so, other Americans that were over there, did you meet some of them other than the couple that were on your team? like did you mean uh, I mean
2: yeah I mean like you know that I actually had a friend that was like David Aikens uh, he played for like on Serbia and stuff and he was our top like on talent you know so I talked to him um, so know, I'm curious,
0: uh, what type of Americans went over there? Were they mostly former Division One football players that went over uh, there? I
2: mean, I'm not a D1 player, yeah, that's and I curious. went over. Um, it's all by film, you know. Um, so you just put up your stats from semi-pro, high school, college, if you played it, uh, and then you send them film, and then they go over it, and and then if they want you, then they you know they reach um, out. Yep.
0: So, did you send them film or did they yeah. hear about you?
2: No, no, no. I, I actually sent them film and stuff. Wow. Now,
0: how many years ago was this?
2: Like eight or nine. I, so.
0: Bob, did you realize that like there was football over in Europe eight, nine years ago? Oh, it's huge. I mean, European League, I knew that, you know, that had, I don't know when that originally started um, or the
2: xfo yeah
0: no no there was a european league i think at one point where they, yes, had like, yeah you know, um but I don't, I don't think it's running now but i didn't realize there was these semi-pro kind of leagues over there too
1: oh no, no, no like, i thought football was football yeah as in soccer soccer
2: yeah no it's <coughs> it's it's pretty big i mean you know and there's a lot of people go triangle over there um you know All right, how many people showed up for games
0: a couple thousand
2: no, it's maybe maybe like it was hundreds. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like huge, huge. No, that's I mean if you play yeah. in, I mean, i I mean if you play in like on Germany, in the in in the like on D one league, it's huge.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it just depends
0: on what country. Yeah,
2: so you have to get to Germany is huge. So it was like on Russia is huge for our football there. Uh, you know, it's. It was something new, you know, and you see everything new, you know. I mean, I mean, like you know, if you look at our 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 like old you know, gyms, ours are nice, and like some of theirs has has like those holes in them, and you know, and like stuff like that. I mean, you know, you just see a you just see a whole different um, aspect of your life. Seeing, look how like you know that we live, and we're like, oh, you know some of us say that it sucks here, you know, but it really doesn't. And then you go over there and you're like, wow, like, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually like, I glad, like, you know, that I live in the, here, you know. So what were some of you know, the things st-
0: that surprised you over there in Serbia?
2: Uh, Anything stand out? You know, it's, it's, it's very poor. Um, you know, it's very, very poor. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's a poor place. Um, You know And all of the gyms have like those holes in them Uh, Some of them don't have the best Like weights and stuff You know But they do what they have to Um, A a lot of it's like a funding uh, From the owner Which would be a what comes business owner uh, That they do give us offers Like going to actually To actually like work if we want to Um, You know which is nice I mean some of us do Some of us don't Mm Mm-hmm um like now did little, you practice every
0: day yeah a couple mm. hours
2: hour hour and a half uh-huh. yeah
0: and did you now Were because you were somewhere over there did you like work out of the gym like as part of the daily routine as well like yeah. you were serious yep. about it right yep. like making oh, sure he yeah. was fit
2: Yep. how much do you weigh with your height and weight i'm at like 152 as of right now and i'm like a five foot seven.
0: Five seven, 152 cornerback like that's small Yes, yeah, yeah, um, someone that can it's, get r- ripped around like a rag doll by by a lineman or something. If you're right trying yeah. to get a running back, that's crazy. That's impressive, man. Really Thank impressive. Uh, toughness I see coming out of him with that. Right?
1: Yeah. Do they love us? Uh, do they love our football over here? Oh over yeah. There?
2: Oh yeah. Like a Serbia, like a loves this country. Uh, yeah. the, actually, when you walk in to the, the state, their capital starts with a K. I forgot what it was called, but okay. Uh, they actually have a like a statue of uh Clinton, like on you know, Bill Bill Clinton there. Oh really? Swear to God, yeah. It's right there, like all you the know, they love him so huh. much. That's interesting. Yes, it is. It's very interesting. But it, Why I mean, do you think they like him? <laughs> Everyone has their reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love it. So, uh, anything that scared you there, or like, how were the people in general?
2: Uh, everyone was nice. Um, scared, yes. I mean, like, because you're in another country, uh, and with everything that was going on, with ISIS was was still there. It wasn't as big as it was now but you know that and you know you're just from another country so you don't know right. you know if they like to like us or not
1: <laughs> Your rules and regulations are completely different from theirs right so you have to watch every step you're doing
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Belgrade is the capital of Serbia by the way
2: yes like you
0: know that's okay No biggie, i want to help you out with that thank like you Very oh much. it's all about it yeah we're all about helping each other out here Z.
2: yeah so then you would play on saturday for the team and then on sundays that you would go play for the for their like national team so then you would go into other to other like countries which would then is be where you you would be worried because then you're going into other countries and some countries don't like us and
0: Exactly, because so your, your team was Serbian, but you would play against Croatia, you would play against Russia, you'd play against Germany, it, two yep. teams, yeah, you played against other European nations, right? Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, but everything's paid, and you're, like, treated like a star, you know, everyone walks up to you, asks for your, you know, um, autograph and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, it's very nice. It's, you know, but it's just, it's just what, like, what some of us want. I mean, you know, it's... I mean, now, now I can say now that I know how Tom, Tom, like Brady and all of them feel when there's people up in you every single day, like, like talking to you and stuff. And you just want to like lay, lay like a low and stuff and you don't want to be bothered. But
0: so you're saying that anytime you're on the street, people would recognize you. Yeah. Even though you were just a division three semi-pro football player, they still knew your face and what you were there for.
2: Right. Yeah. Like, That's I'm, awesome. Yeah. Like cause you're brought in. Yeah, of course. Click on to play, like on to win. I so mean, does that mean
0: they market you like through their social
2: media and stuff, so they're, people recognize you? Like there, yeah. What like, you know that you have to do stuff for a model for some things, or you have to show up to something. Mm-hmm. You know, so you are there, like on team, like you know. So, so what like, you know, so for the other team, like you know that they're trying to take you off the field. So I mean, it's
0: so tell um, sportsmanship.
2: Sportsmanship is, is there any sportsmanship huge over there? Yes. Yeah. It, it,
0: so it's important because because I yes. look at sometimes uh, soccer matches international <laughs> yes. and, and they're not always sportsmanship doesn't seem to be always on the table in international soccer events. So
2: uh, during the game, it's not. I mean, like you know, they say that the ball could be on the opposite side of the field and you're on the other, and they will like knock you in the legs or like do whatever they have to do to to like so that you're not on the field. Oh. you know so you're their main person <laughs> like you know that they want to take off and you So have- you have to be
0: aware every moment in that field. Right.
2: Mhm.
0: I've heard that about so I have a lot of I have a lot of acquaintances uh, and a few friends that have played overseas basketball. Okay, yeah. Um and what the some of the stories I've gotten from them are, are similar to what he's saying. Like they, re, the other players will resent the American players playing because there's only a certain amount of American players that can play on these teams, right? And they're kind of revered. So like, he, all his expenses are paid for, but probably a lot of the guys,
2: the Serbian guys on that team, no, they weren't getting paid. No. The, um- it's just like the semi-pro here. Everyone's got to pay for their own stuff, mm-hmm. equipment, and you have to pay to play. You have to pay to travel. It's, yeah, it's, it's all different. But <laughs>
0: yet the Americans on the team get everything covered.
2: Correct. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Was there a, a language difficulty?
2: Uh, yes, but they actually, like, i bring somebody like i with you. Oh. So, you know, so that they could speak for you. That's pretty cool. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a lot easier. But, you know, like most of them, like no, no hours, so it's not as bad. So, you know, it's pretty nice.
0: It's mm-hmm. a cool experience. Yeah. So, did you even consider staying there a second season? Or were you just after one, you were like, it's time?
2: Um, I got offered by Hungary to come play there the following year, but I did not do it. Um, I've been asked to go back to Serbia um
0: now what were your stats did you did you know past defense or interceptions or tackles or anything <laughs> did you have did you even know I, your stats
2: no I didn't <laughs> to be honest I I was just there to to and like win you know and that's what I was like brought in to do and the team was young and the team was not good um you know but it's a wicked unit so um so if we lose, like you know, then we all lose. It's not on one person. It's not the team. It's everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, you know, and, and it gets and it also gets hard because if you're at the like on D three level and you actually like can win the league for like on D three, then you have to move up to D like on two. So I mean, so you can move up every single year, and the, or you can move down. Uh, so I kind of like how they do that. I mean, it's really cool for them. Um, you know, but it's and that's also- how it
0: works in soccer in Europe too, by the way, Bob. Yep. So there's multiple divisions in soccer and you move up and down divisions. And if you're not in a top division, you can't really play in those international tournaments and friendlies you see out there. So it's, it's very similar nature to that. Um, and I actually like that, but, and think about it a little bit like this, like Europe, the size of European nations are some of the sides of our States. Yeah. Like, so I always look at Europe, like as one country and then like each Country within it is really a state to compare us to uh, apples to apples, kind of with us, yeah. right? Because because I always look at it as on the world stage of sports, the Olympics, um, anything like this. So France, England, Germany, Russia—they or, or not Russia because that country is as big as Huge. us, like geographically. But these smaller countries, it always really amazed me that they had a pool of so many less people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're just as competitive as us who has a way more pool of people to, to grab from and multinational people in our country. You would think we should dominate every Olympics because we have the most resources and people and and cultures and all the stuff that goes into building good athletes. But yet, yeah, on the world stage, France, which is the size of Texas maybe, can produce serious freaking, like uh, they beat the U.S., um men's national team in the world cup basketball this couple yes, weeks ago did. and uh France is the size of Texas so you're basically saying that that size population produced uh something that that beat our whole countries worth the basketball players oh yeah yep. um so that's always amazed me you know uh european wise and 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 I guess maybe they're uh, right the US is a lot newer than, than Europe, right? So Europe, you have a lot more generations of families, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, it's long, so maybe that's a piece of eth- athletics a little bit. I, I don't know. Yeah, you were maybe. over there. So um, what do you, Now, when you were in Serbia, how was the athletes? No, but the football players, um, the Serbian
2: football players?
0: It varies. Yeah. I mean... I just because no experience?
2: It, yeah, it's just like... It's just like if I went there to play soccer, I mean, I'm not going to be that good. I mean, like, you know, just be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's just... Um, it's our sport, and we're very good at it. And, uh, you know, and it's just something that they do, and it's, and it's really cool that they do it, and, and it's really nice that they give people opportunities that continue, like, you know, that want to play. I mean... Were the coaches American or Serbian, and did you actually learn something from their coaches? American, that there's one coach, like, you know, that they bring in, and then the other ones are, like, a Serbian Okay, and did you
0: learn anything from them, or did you feel like you already, your experience base was more than um, what they could offer? You
2: actually have to coach yourself, too, like, while you're playing. So it's very, like, difficult at that time. Um, but you know, well, it's got
0: to be tough for someone like you, right? So a skill position, let's say cornerback. Right. Most people think cornerback is just you are. It's just about you covering a wide receiver. You don't right. realize it's footwork and when to turn your hips and hip quickness. And, and there's, there's so, so many
2: coverage. Little, like, and, on cover one, cover two, cover three, cover four, which flat are, Like you know, if you're gonna blitz, um, you know, if you're not. Um, if it's a run, if it's a sweep, if it's a reverse, I mean, like, you know, that you have to watch so much, um, you know, and it's, I mean, you know, and, like, things happen in there where you have to be, like, ready to go, um, you know, but you have to know the like, on coverages, and then the coverages can be changed, um, you know, it's just... It's just stuff that you have to be like most aware of. It's not where like you know that you follow this guy down the field. Uh, and some of the defenses, yes, you know, uh, some of them know what like, you know that you're going to play zone like on coverage, or like then you're going to be playing flats, or you're going to be. Um, yeah, yeah. You're,
0: you're gonna. Yeah, the coverage will dictate.
2: and then on
0: the other side of the coin, you had to know the whole offensive playbook as well.
2: Yes. Yep. Yep. Which was very like on difficult.
0: Now, was it as complex as, let's say, your high school football
1: team?
2: Uh, No, it's just that you just have to learn two different playbooks, and it's, I mean, it takes a lot out on you, but that's why you're there, Uh, like, you know, that you're there to play both the compositions, and you already know that you're going to touch the ball the most, uh, but you also have to be um, aware that you're going to get hit harder and you're gonna and you're gonna get double covered. I mean, I know that my buddy was say hey, like a running back, and I mean like he got hit every single play. It's just, you know. But I guess we go over for the, um, um, experience mm-hmm. like a uh, behind it. I mean, I know that I still have friends from from like it Brazil, like you know that I want to go there and play. I, I mean, I think it would be cool to play down there. Um, in uh, Sao Paulo mm-hmm. uh, but I mean it all comes down to money like you know that they want me to come there but then I have to pay and I'm not going to pay to play yeah. I mean it's not being stingy it's not being arrogance it's just I don't know nothing about what can Brazil
0: yeah, and if you're going to go to pay to play you're going to have to work and do other things to make money and how you're going to do that Right, in right. Like, and it. then if
2: you don't know anything there and then you have Rio de Janeiro plus it's a third world country and the stories I've heard, they're not the greatest. <laughs> like you know, that, you could be on the beach, and then the very next day, that you could not have a heavy, like, a part inside of you taken out. I mean, you know, I just, I just want nothing to do with it. <laughs> Crazy. So, all right. So then you can You come back,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, you settle in through East Rochester. Is that when? No. Nope. Is that when you said? Okay, what do you got? When you came back from Serbia? What, what's the next step?
2: I was still in Clifton. Then I just, and then, uh, and then I used to go to this bar in like on Canadaigua. And then there was this, and then there was this like almost bouncer, and he's a big guy. Uh, he actually like I changed his name to Darth like you know, Vader. Uh, he's got one, he's got one like a leg. He's a he he's a like a tremendous. So Darth man.
0: Vader, just so everybody knows, <laughs> runs races, triathlons. Yep. He has one leg, right? One right? One, one leg. Yep. Um, he wears
2: chains like a um, gas mask
0: gas mask during his
2: races yeah it's, it's his real name yeah oh well, well he's, he he's officially it. he officially changed, changed it, changed it. Yeah. yeah it's a darth vader yeah yeah, right.
0: yeah i swear to god and yeah. he is like the most motivational dude i've talked to him at several times at races yeah. he just plods along and he i he's amazing i've talked to him several times so go ahead
2: so the, so then i was so then i was talking to him and then he saw that I played football and stuff. And then and then he's like, Well, I think that you can fight and I wanna train you to do MMA. And I was like, All right. I was like, okay. So I started training with him. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I wanna go
0: get my face bashed So, in
2: so I started like I'm training with him and you know, and I and I used to be at his house at five o'clock in the morning and he put me through hell. I mean, trust me, it was the hardest training that I've been through. I mean, I'm not gonna deny that. I mean, it was just nonstop. I mean, you know that I'm picking up chains. I'm picking up like on dumbbells. I, I got a rope, then I'm flipping a like on tire. Then I have these like sandbags on my back. Then I'm going for a run, and then I'm flipping it, and then I'm flipping the tire like 100 feet. But I mean, I mean, it's just and uh, like you know, he got me into it, and uh, you know, and then I just kept like on going with it. Like you know that I loved to like on compete. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, um, I also made, made like a mistakes on the way and I tried to do it on my own. And for anyone, you do not want to do that it is very tough. Um, you know, it's just not a sport that you can do that. That's right. So you met Darth Vader.
0: He helped you do this crazy training that was a step above anything you had done already, right? Yep. Yep. So tell me a little bit about your time spending with him because so uh, the the gentleman's name is Darth Vader's change. You can find him on Facebook. He's out of Rochester. Uh, uh, just to recap, I, he's a big runner. And what else does he do? He's trying to talk to you in other things. Uh, what else you got? He
2: does the what like, going tough, uh, the what like, tough mutters. He does. I think now he's doing. Uh, tr- he's actually doing like on triathlons more now. And like stuff like that, so like he's into all that now.
0: I just don't understand the gas. I still haven't asked him about the whole gas mask thing. Like I know there's something about like for the military, right? Yeah, does he carry a flag too?
2: Yeah, so he carries a flag. He's got the chains, and then he and then he's got the gas mask. Uh, like he said that he does it, so it's, a like on challenge to him and stuff and. He's an amazing
0: dude. So, so this
2: is it's interesting that he
0: just looked at your body because I love looking at people's body to figure out what like they're good at athletically. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. you're a baseball player. Where are you? You're a basketball player. Like, and and I do it to cops all the time (laughs) and it drives them crazy. I'm like, I know it's for you. Or like, how the hell did you know that? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Just a quick guess. But so he saw something in you. Right. Did you, how long did it take for you to see it in yourself?
2: Uh, You know, it, I think that I like rushed it um and uh but i mean i just had to like go and drive i mean i don't i I just don't care what people think and say um you know it's you know everyone's gonna have have their like opinion on it and stuff like that uh you know i just like to like on compete you know and i just want to win so so did you
0: wake up one day and just say man i'm a competitive guy or is it the day you were born you just wanted to always compete hard um
2: you know it actually got in when we were playing like on football and like stuff at the little um at the c team level and and then and then we're playing like i was basketball you know I, i just wanted to win and we were all like oh and i guess that's when it all started like when you just had to win and like you know that you got like going pushed like going to win it was all about that and it was about like nothing else and
0: and it's a lot of times small towns are like that right correct like, yeah and that was the the town you were in plus the school district you went to right, right? It was yeah small
2: school small small town um you know and you just wanted to win you know and and you probably had how old are you uh, thirty
0: four okay so you 're thirty four so you and your boys have all the street stuff going on do you guys have games and and like all the yeah. kickball all the triple tri- tri- stuff like they, yeah. were you that guy that just wanted to win every night like whatever I you did want to win
2: I still want to win i mean <laughs> it's just i mean i mean it, it it's just crazy like whatever our you know even if i 'm out like and running what like something I want to win um you know I don't, dude you are just like me <laughs> I just want to win i mean i mean i mean like a is like a winning. Uh, you know, and uh, I
0: don't care if it's miniature golf, I don't care if oh it's my God, playing yeah. half court basketball. I right. don't care if I'm on a bike and someone's ahead of me. Like you know? that was the one thing about triathlons. I love like cheering the person I'm going by only because it was also me going I got Get you. you. Yeah. I got you. Or or if someone goes by me on on the bike, I'd be like, see you on the run, and be like, oh, I know Brian. Like yeah. that yeah. is the funnest little things at races. Like oh, those yeah. little subtleties yeah. that make you like like there was two guys I never wanted to beat me at races. Like one of the guys I don't remember his name, <laughs> but he was like those periphery guys. But it would oh, always be he'd be the guy that if I wasn't totally trained up, he'd be the one that could catch me. Yeah. So those one I, and then there was another guy that was like right with me all the time, Marcus Gage. And if I could ever be him race, I wanted to be him. Like, that was it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, because I run five, like, account K's and I run, like, I was half, half, a like, marathons. And, you know, even after a, a race, e- even if it's a, it's an all right time, I was like, man, like, you know, I could have did better. And they're like, well, like, what do you mean? Like, you know, that you don't even train and you show up and run and you run these times. So it's like, I was like, What's I just know. not the
0: marathon time, do you know?
2: My fastest marathon, ha, or, half, or half, marathon. Half, yeah, half, half is, so it's actually like two hours.
0: Yeah, what, so you've done a marathon too?
2: No, I've done oh, Okay,
0: so half, yeah. And no, that's good, two hours of no training, that's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, I, I guess it wasn't bad. I wasn't too happy with it. Well, you know, uh, but how much training did you do beforehand? Let's go through
0: this for people. None. Okay, so I saw a kid one time, he must have been 12, 13 years old, young black kid, had basketball yep. shorts on, basketball shoes, and he did the half marathon roster a couple of years ago. Yep. So I, I go out and I take pictures of it. This year I didn't go out and take pictures, but usually I go out at the top of Thomas Hill and take yep. pictures. Yeah. Um, and it's my favorite place on the course, a good friend of mine there. So I a lot of times I take pictures of my friends and send it to them after the half mm-hmm. or the marathon be like, oh, I saw you out. Oh, thanks, Brian. Yeah. So anyways, there's this young black kid. So I actually bike to the finish line to go find this kid because... <laughs> I could tell he wasn't in shape. He didn't train for it. He wasn't even dressed for it. But yet the kid went out. I don't know how he got motivated. He wasn't, didn't, wasn't even running with his family at the finish line. And I don't remember the kid's name right now, but he was smiling and it was like a great experience for him. And I'm like, this kid's going to be hurting tomorrow. And, and, yeah. and not tomorrow, the second day, right? So after yes. you did your half marathon, Monday, you were kind of okay. The to, next day, Describe Tuesday to people.
2: Ugh, uh, every, everywhere hurts. Like, you know, that you can barely... Uh, you can barely like can walk
0: that. That's the best thing. You can't walk,
2: you can't train, you can't lift. I, I don't care what anyone says, you can't do it.
0: So, after half my marathon, he two days later he couldn't put it in perspective, guys. I smoked weed the after the Ironman. man. I played in a soccer game and scored a goal and had two assists playing center mid.
2: Wow, that's really good. I could not do that.
0: The only difference was. Cannabis. And of course I trained a lot for eighteen months, so you right. recover a little bit better. But most people after the Iron Man they can't move the next day. Right. I was in a car and then played a soccer game.
2: That's insane. Yeah,
0: that's I'm lucky, I think. But anyways, oh. i am just like to keep putting that out there for people to remind them that, hey, there is different alternatives to pills, to drugs, to mm-hmm. opioids, to something for these pain meds, for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, you, you you running. We got you football. We got you all this stuff. Now, your MMA, you're starting. So, now I hear seven years ago, you're just broaching your first professional fight. So, how many actual MMA matches have you competed in
2: um, or, or that at style? At the amateur? Mm-hmm. Three, wow, so. I had three amateurs, and then and then there was a boxing boxing like promoter out of like, Virginia. His name was uh, what's his name? Like called, Brian, Brian, like I'm Dylan. He's a very great guy, uh, and he and he like messaged me on social media and asked if I wanted to fight um, at the pro like ranks, yeah. and I said yeah. And I thought it was MMA, and it wasn't, and it was like almost boxing. Uh, you know, and what what um, federation? What do you mean? Uh,
0: is there different federations for boxing, uh, or is it just? Were you amateur, amateur status at that point, or was it? Professional? Um,
2: I was at the amateur like in division.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: but then he offered me to go like on pro with only three amateur fights at the MMA level, like mm-hmm. you know that I had none, none at the boxing, like. Like, never even, like, did a um, a amateur boxing fight. So
0: how has people, how did he, now, how has people heard of you as a boxer? Like, is that, like, one of your strengths in MMA is boxing?
2: Yes, like, now it is, yeah. Like, um, since I've been going to, like, a fight factory and stuff like that, yes, it's been very strong. Um, And, uh, you know, and I, like, stepped in against uh, Cornell Hines. They said that he only had it. Uh, they like, you know, they said that he only had a few like you know, fights that he wasn't that good and like and like I come to find out that he had like 100 um amateur fights he he was a like a two-time like one golden golden glove winner and after our fight that he got signed to like a golden boy like promotion so uh, some of the promoters like to set you up I mean I don't think that he did um like cuz I still like to talk to him Still looking on to the like, second you know, day, so I so don't. Did you think... get your butt beat by him? I did. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, that I lost in the first round? It was a minute, like, you know, twenty five minute thirty in the first round. Uh, like, hey, you no, know, he not would beat up my you know like, body. Laughing. Oh no, you no, know. trust me, it's it,
0: fine. <laughs> it's, it, it's the nature of the sport, right? <laughs> this yeah. kind of stuff happens, right? Like, this yeah. guy had a hundred fights, and it guy was zero. your first, yeah. And you weren't really trained for boxing, right? No, so, I was so, not. Yeah, so I, I'm, I want to put that out for people because it shouldn't be razzing you i'm actually thinking you're a huge awesome guy to go into it with that little experience like
2: yeah and you know and and also that i was doing it on on my own which i shouldn't have been doing but you know i thought that i could do it uh and so I, you know and and i went down and i fought him like going you know, hard and he won and then i shook his hand and you know i still like do talk to him he's Cornell is seven and one right now and he's still signed to Golden Boy like a promotion. So, you know, it's awesome for him. and uh, it goes good to get your feet wet. It does because it's a at a at a like a marketing standpoint. As soon as he got signed to like a golden boy, like you know that my name was in the article, so I kinda marketed myself for it. I mean, I know that I lost to him, but it's a like marketing stand standpoint to it. No notoriety is bad notoriety.
0: Like, yeah. Right. I mean, you lost the fight, but people lose fights. That's not a big deal. I mean, right. Tyson lost the fight. Like,
2: yes, like it, it happens.
0: Come on, Buster Douglas shouldn't be him for anything. So
2: Yeah, and then Sean, and then Sean, like, I'll a uh, porter loss on Saturday when he should have won. I mean, it's just... Yeah, you never know. It's just, uh, it's at the end of the day, two people in uh, uh, an octagon, a
0: square, a circle, whatever the yeah. venue is, and how those two people are feeling and how the training led them up to that day, and hopefully there's no emotional stuff going on. I mean, um, so how you... So let's talk about... Uh, you had three amateur MMA fights still up to this point right now, right? Mm-hmm. Why go
1: pro already? Like, you know,
2: uh, everyone everyone has has... Everyone has a like dream, and I and I wanted to go like on pro, and uh, and um, you know, so I so I actually like took the stop, and I went pro, and uh, yeah, you know, it just uh, it was crazy, you know, it was so so I shouldn't have went like yeah. on pro at that time, uh, but I was. I was looking at going like on pro and that's what I wanted to do and I went pro and, you know, and I lost and I have to... So have you had any
0: boxing matches since that?
2: Yes, yeah, so I fought... Uh, I was actually... After I fought Cornell Hines in April, I fought in July. That was that, like, on July of that year, which was like on two years ago. I fought Adrian Sosa on like a four-day's notice. Which is a uh, f- which is a future world like on champ he was all uh, I've heard of him before actually um, you fought he, him too what? yes you go into uh, the Massachusetts fire right away. I did uh, well, what's wrong with you well <laughs> well I wasn't supposed to fight him uh, I was actually training to fight like I was Billy the kid like on Keenan for CES and that would have been my pro MMA like on debut that uh, there was bad uh, everyone was like looking forward like to that fight. Um, I mean, it's on, like, a YouTube where, like, he said that he was going to knock my Michael's like head off and he was going to put it on a stake and everything like that. I mean, it got really bad, uh, you know, that we both went after each other on uh, social media and uh, through the podcast and stuff. Um, everyone wanted to see that fight. Everyone still does want to see that fight, you know, and they probably will see that fight next. Um, but... Um, one of my friends from like I was Buffalo, was, uh, he was scheduled to fight um, Adrian Sosa. And uh, he backed out. I guess he was, I don't know, injured or something, he said, uh, like a nothing against him. And uh, they offered me to fight Adrian Sosa. Um, I knew nothing about him. I was trying to learn about him. And, uh, you know, he dominated me uh, start to finish. Uh, he is a power puncher. He's, he has power behind his punches. Um, and, and, and I lost to the, like, I hometown boy. Uh, he sold 78, like, I tickets for that night's fight. Like, it was his hometown. Like, yeah. I was in his backyard and, uh, you know, and I lost a fight. And after the fight, uh, usually, like, you know, that you shake hands and you're cool. I still wanted to fight after the fight. It's just not the way that I am. Like, you know, that you know, that I have like a sportsmanship and I'm and, and I'm very like I was humble. And uh you know how many I, rounds did that one go? That one only went one quick. Like that I one was one not two. ready for Adrian Sosa at yeah. all. I, I was not ready for that man.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's that's
2: tough. undefeated still. Uh, wow. he's a he's a he's a like a tremendous fighter. Like uh, he's a future world champion.
1: I'm looking at his picture, he looks pretty young. Yeah, that's cool. So, so, all right.
0: So, the, step forward now. So, those are both boxing fights, right? Yeah. Now, uh, now, at this point, are you thinking you had the time to get back to MMA? What am I doing out here? I'm uh, I'm out on this island well, or what?
2: Well, at that point, um, like Massachusetts, I can commission. I to put me under suspension for uh, sixty days. So then I couldn't fight for sixty days, and then, and then the neurologist in like Massachusetts like a he actually like suspended me where then I had to go get a um, MRI CAT scan an MRN I still don't even know what it is but you know but I took it Um, I had to go see uh, somebody else to talk to to make sure that I wasn't going to hurt somebody like I mean, I, I mean, I had take like all these tests on my brain, like just to make sure that my brain was now like, going damaged
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's been, and then at the time, how long ago was that? That was two years ago. Two years ago. So, um, so the, this, that system is in place to kind of protect you, right? Correct. A, yes. As a fighter, yep. right? I mean, it's yep. not
0: really to, uh, you say six days suspension, but it's really, it's more than protecting you from yourself, Right
2: yeah it's so I, that not you don't about you
0: specifically but in general it's fighters. so they
2: because you don't know because that guy like last month just like in what died like live on tv and a in a 12 round fight he fought in the uh he died in the um 11th round um because because he was like unbeaten beaten because he suffered so many hits um you know so it it is for the safety of the fighters. Um, you know, and I argued with Massachusetts Commission. I mean, I just got cleared like only actually two two like, months ago. It's been a two year fight. Wow. Uh, but I actually took like on time off because my fight because my fiance at the time said like no more fighting, like you know that you're done. So I actually like walked away and then from
0: all training and everything? Yeah, from
2: everything. Uh huh. And then and So how do
0: how did the tests all come back, by the way? Uh, like did it show at any first? Diff-
2: yeah, yeah. At, at first, everything was fine from the MRI from the CAT scan. It's just that my like memory was kind of slow. Like, if you told me like four, four like almost words and they were simple, then I could not say them back, like, say, like on 10, 10 to 15 minutes like, later on, like you know, that I couldn't like, remember them. So, that was a big like on problem at the time. And then you know, and then you just keep like working at it, and and then after the like you know, split up in March, I said like you know, um, I was just going to go back to fighting, and you know everyone was asking me, and and then I finally went back to training, and and now I'm here, and now and now I'm ready to fight, you know.
0: So where you been training? So Darth Vader's out of the picture now. He he was yes, he was your foundation. So who do you, who are you training with now? You want to give him a plug?
2: Uh, fight factory. So I train with coach Ikon's like Barco at a fight uh, factory. I go down to the Ikon's like Hit Pit, which is in Shortsville. That's with Adam Ikon's like Trick. Uh, I, I actually go to Egypt or New Ikon's like, Jersey Egypt, and I go to the fight house uh, and I train with them. Uh, that is that is the most intense training. That's actually worse than Dark like Vader straight out like in all the day that's at the flight house
0: you said yeah and that's in where egypt yep so that's uh just outside fairport oh
2: no like you know this is in like a new jersey oh new jersey oh wow
0: okay i was thinking egypt like just egypt faster. okay so you actually go down to jersey to really yeah you're really seeking out serious people
2: though yeah so i will go down there within the next week or so like you know so that I will go down like unto them. And that's more for like on cardio and stuff. That's that's like a military training that they put you through. So so they wanna break you down and then they wanna bring you back up. So so they wanna put you in where where you're say, like you know, that your body is so beaten and so tired, and then they put you up against somebody that's fresh, and they wanna see if you have that like like, you know, uh, like, um, uh, he calls the day like a warrior, like on inside of you to see if you have that warrior to make yourself so that you don't get hurt, you know, so that you can like, defend yourself when you're so tired, when you're so exhausted, when you have nothing else left. What do you got, <laughs> Bob? just keep going. Oh.
0: He's, <laughs> Bob, Bob's enthralled right now. By uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, to put yourself through all this while you have a full-time
1: job and this is yeah. really a
0: hobby of yours is really intense. Like, yeah. I'm enjoying so,
1: this. I mean, all right. So you're going through all this training. You're getting beat up all the time. <laughs> what are they telling you to eat, consume, to recoup yourself?
2: Uh, eat. Uh, well, I'm actually eating like a rice, I'm eating like a chicken or like a steak and then I'm eating and then I'm eating like all those beans, something like that. Uh,
1: That's it. Just basically letting that know. I mean, protein like, you powder, know, that I eat fruit like and, and stuff. And well, I You got to be careful, right? Uh, you got to be careful with
0: supplements you take yeah. in this environment because they're drug tests. There's just a lot of drug testing, right? They yes, they Drug do.
1: test for protein powder?
0: No. It's what? So it's not so much protein powder, right? But you have to be careful what dietary supplements you take. You have to really, if you're an athlete, you have to watch because there could be one little ingredient in there that you don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh It's just like a creatine or some other blend that could pop on a drug test.
2: Oh, I see. Or you look at like on John Jones when he goes and gets...
0: Uh, that's another story entirely. This yeah, guy, <laughs> he's yeah, failed but, so many drug tests. So John Jones, MMA a guy, one of the best, and he's out of like
2: Rochester, New York. Um. Yeah, he's out
0: of Rochester. His whole family, his brother was an NFL football player, I think, too. or, yeah. or Notre Dame. He played at Notre Dame. I don't know if uh, he played pro. Did, but.
2: Well, there's actually one that's there now that's yeah, yeah, about yeah. to go pro next year.
0: Yeah. Um, so, anyways, a very good family, exactly. John Jones, yes. but he's failed multiple drug tests.
2: Now, are those well, Viagra was one of them.
0: Yeah, but uh, wasn't cannabis one one time too? Yes, right? yes. So yeah. he's he's different things. It's like, like on um, coke,
2: I think, was one. <laughs> so at the end of the day, um, these I guys, please, so, I, yeah.
0: So do you? Uh, let's talk about this. So the organization you're you're going into fight with is what CES.
2: Please describe that a little bit. Uh, they do MMA and they do what was kind of boxing. Um, this will be their 59th um, event. Uh, they started on AX. AXS, like on TV, which used to be a like, on channel on cable and like on dish. So the they access. used to like, on, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so then they used to like hold their fights on there, and then and then they made a like on, contract with the like on UFC. So it's a like, on development. So it's almost like the like on G League, like mm-hmm. on, for the NBA. Perfect, it's a filter, yeah. mm-hmm. like for the UFC. I was for, curious about that. Yeah, for for like on Bellator and stuff. So all of us are being like a looked at. Um, every single time that we step in that octagon, like a ring, like, oh, because I'm going to box for them too. Like, you know, like, so that's already in the works. Um, you know, so there's many opportunities for all of the fighters that go through there. I mean, it's a great, um, it's just a great, great what comes promotion. Everyone there's great Pat. Um, let's see that what come Pat is the, um, He's like a promotion guy. Then there's like a Lewis, which is a matchmaker, which I've been working like on close with. And then the owner is like on Jimmy. He's he's a like tremendous guy. And, uh, you know, and they just do great, great things. So it's Jimmy Birchfield, Sr. Yes. Yeah. Right? That's one of the guys, right? Yep. He's the founder and CEO. Yep.
0: And then you got uh, Junior. His yep. son is involved in it. And yep. then Patrick Sullivan. Sullivan. yeah. And uh, Michael Perante. I don't know who he is. Yeah, he looks like he's the. Maybe uh, Lewis the, is the
2: guy that cool. I've been working with, which is the matchmaker, and uh, he's. I mean, all of them are all of them are awesome. I mean, oh, if Lewis you need Serena. something, yeah. Okay, you know, cool. If you need something, like you know that you can get, you know that you can work working with them, like you know that um, I can text them at any time, um, and they're the ones that have been working like on close with me for. Um, with the Massachusetts like suspension, which which is like a lifted, like thank God after after like on two years of it, um, and they worked like close with me, and we got it done, and and I've been wanting to like a fight for them, and, and now I get my chance.
0: So did they, a little bit on the drug testing thing, did they, when you first signed out with these guys, yep. did they give you a list of banned substances that no. you test positive for? You just have to know. Uh,
2: I, no, I, so, so I have to send them my, like, on blood work. So I have to go get blood work. So that's, like, it's hepatitis A, B, C, um, HIV and AIDS. Uh, you can't have any of it because you're getting punched in the face and, like, on blood open. Right. Uh, and then you can't have... Can't have any drugs, any nothing in your system. Anything's found, then you can get a suspension.
0: Hmm. So it's a no tolerance. They don't even zero give you, tolerance. Um, so the, it, yeah. So but go
2: ahead. but now because of like Massachusetts is um, legalized marijuana, I believe. Uh, like one of their fighters that fought on their last card, he just won his case because it's like legalized. So there's really not much that you can do against it.
0: So that's what's happening across the country now in these states where it's legal recreationally. Companies are having issues with, with drug tests. Mm-hmm. In general, because people are saying, "Well, it's legal recreationally," so so companies have to decide whether to do drug tests on cannabis or wipe that off of the right. drug test. Yeah, yep.
1: but you have to stay conscious of which state you're in as to the, their laws and yeah, because yeah. these guys will travel from state to state. Correct. Right. So so yep. he
0: couldn't test positive marijuana in Connecticut or New York, but if they were fighting Massachusetts,
2: Jesus, California, that's actually great that a, a,
0: that a court ordered that too because yeah. that's critical to me to the whole well, cannabis yeah, growing. I,
2: yeah, because he lost, or like he won his fight, but like because he had el, or I mean, like because he had like on drugs in his system, he actually, he was actually like on DQ'd and then he fought it, and then he won. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just part of the sport now because I mean, all um, um, athletes are coming out and saying like you know, that they're like on using it. I mean, I mean that there's really nothing that they can do to it, especially as a as it gets like legalized. Um, So
0: So there was an announcement um, in the last couple weeks of a former NFL football player, Calvin Johnson. He was one of the Better wide receivers yeah, for, for a Lions. decade for the Lions, correct? And he just he retired early, so I think he only played nine seasons or eight seasons because yeah. his body was so much in pain. But he admitted after he retired that he smoked pot after every game for his recovery. He didn't want to take opioids, so he was he smoked never came up on a test, but he is admitting to everybody he smoked pot after every single game yeah. and often for his pain management.
2: Yeah, so did like, how so did like, on Chris Chris Long.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, he just or retired he from came the Philadelphia out the Eagles. Eagles. He made the same, that's right, he made the same same thing. So now there's finally pro athletes. But I'm actually going to say through my research, I'm actually going to play a little bit
2: devil's, devil's advocate, advocate, advocate because
0: THC actually increases in your bloodstream 15% during after exercise, they found. It's the only thing that does that. Like cocaine doesn't multiply, nothing else multiplies, but THC actually, the cannabis plant multiplies in your bloodstream during exercise. So it actually technically is a performance enhancing drug because your body is trying to multiply it to help you for the recovery when you're done. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that THC is actually helping you with the escalating your athletic, but what it's doing is your body's preparing for when you're done for its recovery. Yeah, if that makes sense. So you use CBD. Now's a good time to talk about CBD before we talk about more about the fight. So um, I love to, how, how have you chosen for yourself to administer it? Like, have you well, chosen gummies or tinctures or, yeah you know,
2: uh, I'm just using, I'm just using the, like, a cream, mm-hmm. like, because well, of my muscles from all the beating that, like, you know, that it's taking. Uh, so, like, you know, that I'm using the, like, little cream and then, uh, and then the little And then I guess it's like a little bottle, like it's like yay like going big and then you like put it, underneath your like on tongue and it like how smooth your body and yep, then you so
0: go off to sleep. Yep. So a tincture. So you're taking drops of tinctures at night to help you sleep. No. Nope. Yep. Uh, and, that, cause and then cause you can test positive for everything. So CBD, luckily, uh, as long as you use an isolate driven C- CBD, so I'll put this out there for people. It's not broad spectrum, full spectrum. There'll be, there's no chance of THC him popping out a test mm-hmm. for a poorly created, um, full spectrum, uh, tincture, but CBD will help you sleep. It'll help your muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the only thing you use for recovery. Do you use any kind of pills? No, I do not. How long have you been using CBD? For about three weeks. I love it. So you're just starting to use it. So you're actually feeling the positive effects in the last three. Yeah. Weeks, so like you, you know, it was it.
2: actually from my like, coach. Uh, he said to start like on using it. He he's the one that was like on pushing me towards it. I and stuff. And then I finally like on gave in, and I finally started using it. And,
0: That's excellent. And it's
2: working and it feels good and like, you know, and I'm getting the like a rest that I need and I'm like recovering fast. So, so we
0: haven't talked about when his fight is yet. So this is important. So Friday, October 25th at seven o'clock is when this gentleman's going to be fighting, uh, which is, I believe a week away from when this this is going to be published. Uh, so, so, it's at Providence, Rhode Island at Twin River Casino. It's only on UFC Fight Pass, and it's being put on by CES MMA, which is the minor league of of, of UFC. Uh, UFC. That's, that's awesome. I didn't realize that affiliation. I think that's strong because at the end of the day, even the NBA now has a minor league basketball mm-hmm. league, which took many years for them to do because development is a big piece of people, yes. right? Not everybody develops at the same pace. Sometimes they need different years.
2: Um, you at 34, Yes. Are you older, younger than most of the guys? Um, older. A lot of them are 18, 20, 23, 25. I think the kid I'm fighting is like, like 25 years old or 24. He's very young. He's very fit. He's very fast.
0: You don't, you don't even see age, though, do you?
2: No, I, I just want to win. I just see, like, most competition. Like, you know, I just have to break them down like I'm just like you break down anything else.
0: You mentioned film earlier. Tell me about breaking down film. And did you break down film when you're in Serbia for football, or did you go play? And then tell me about how breaking film down for MMAs helped you.
2: Uh yes, I did. Like you know, um, everyone watches film over overseas. Like I'm just like you watch it here. Like you know that you can break down an offense. You can break down like on defense. Uh, it's the same way like with this fight, like, you know, that um, I just have to break him down in every aspect, his, like, footwork, like, how many, like, kicks he throws, like, how many punches he throws, like, you know, is he going to punch, like, and what's the leg that he, on kicks with, like, what's the leg that he, on kicks at, um, what's the stance, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, you just have to break down every aspect of it through every round through every minute of that round to see what you know and i've watched many film on this kid i've watched probably nine of his fights um you know if i go out with friends i'm watching film like you know it's just like you know that i just have to watch film um So, so
0: have you changed the way you watch fights on tv now to where you're almost watching it like as dissecting a film and their moves or to learn something? Uh, or sometimes can you enjoy I it? do.
2: Uh, yeah. Like sometimes I just watch it because I know that those guys are at their top of their game and and they know what they're doing. Uh, sometimes I do, but like not a lot. Um, I know now that I won't watch film like for the rest of the month, like, you know, that I've watched enough that I need to watch. I mean, I mean like you know, there's not much more that I can break down. You know, now it's about... Um, executing
0: uh tendencies I don't want you to say what his tendencies are but have you picked up tendencies of of your opponent for this fight yep and he's probably uh, you probably don't have enough tape on you for him to pick up your tendencies though right no no I don't so you're going in kind of as a clean slate
2: uh like oh he knows that I box like oh he knows that I've been finished uh he knows that I come out fast um you know uh but as I've like told friends, family, people that have been following the page now, I'm not that same fighter. Like, you know, I'm not that same fighter from my first three fights. I'm not that same fighter from my first two uh versus um, Adrian Sosa and also what like, on Cornell Hines. I'm not that person because I was doing it on my own. And now that I have a like, on team and, you know, and I'm working harder, and i'm more like I'm driven and you know I, I just want it more and uh you know but uh like well, he doesn't not like well, he's not to a to boxer so he's not a striker and i'm a striker so this is favoring me uh he wants to kick and he wants to wrestle he was a college like a wrestler that i've looked up uh, he's very good he's very talented at it he's very strong uh, so though so the whole entire point is is like a not to go to the ground and yeah, he's to get gonna kick. try and
0: come at you and pick you up and put you on the he ground. Is. That's gonna be so you have to avoid that. So you're probably defensive, you're just trying to avoid.
2: Right. So like through the like, Jiu-Jitsu training, like you know, that we're working on sprawling, pushing out, uh, you know, and I'm not a kicker. I don't kick. I mean I have been practicing kicking, but I'm not great at it. Uh I've been taking the goal kicks, I can tell you that, through like on training, and it's not uh fun. I mean it definitely hurts. Uh, you know, but um you just have to take the kicks so that your muscles are like ready for it. So because after like three good good strong like almost kicks that look can connect, then I'm not gonna be able to put put any any, any like I was pressure on that front foot, which is what he wants. Uh so that's why that I've you know that my coaches have like brought in like on kickboxers and people that kick, and through sparring, all they do is is I is just like on kick at my legs, like a 100 kicks that I take like into my leg, and I have to endure it. And
0: have you ever watched MMA fight, Bob?
2: here and there. I mean, it's, it's not like I sit there and watch, watch.
0: But. No. So I just watched one. I have maybe last week. I think I watched one because I yep. knew I was going to be on with him. So now I'm trying to watch a little bit more and I noticed um, the two guys in one of the fights I watched, it was kick, 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 yep. kick. There was barely a punch mm-hmm. for the first two minutes of the first round. Yep. Um, but it. So now I get it. I was always wondering, why are they kicking? It doesn't seem like you're doing anything, but what you're
2: doing is this accumulation of blows yep. to a certain area. Mm-hmm. And then you can't put a like, pressure on it, so I'm a striker, so he's going to want to take the pressure off of my front foot so that I can't put the pressure on it, so then I can't throw a strong punch. It also will, so that he can like, take me down easier, because he's a, so that he's a, like, a wrestler. Uh, he won his first pro fight. Uh, he won by like, ground and pound. So he like can pick the guy up, slammed him, and like beat him up against a cage. Uh, so that's his thing. Uh, through the films that we've watched, if you throw on him, then he like runs away. So, <laughs> so like you know, so the game plan is to strike him. Um, I'm not going to wrestle him.
0: So you're going to try to pin him against uh, a, a one of the walls and strike at him? Is that? I mean,
2: uh, no. Like you know, that we're just going like, to go box him. Away. Like no, you know, no. that <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to box him. So yeah, we're just going to
0: go jab, jab out, jab, jab out. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin anything. But uh, the, I mean, he's watched a ton of tape, yeah. so I don't think I'm spoiling much. But um, no, are I'm, you
2: excited? Yeah. So I'm also getting like a nervous as it, as it gets like, a little closer. You know, like you know that the nerves start to like you know. Everything starts to play in.
0: Are you taking a week off or any time off of work leading no. to this fight? So you're going to work your normal nine to five, whatever uh, you're seven to five, seven to five schedule, and then and train at night and and go at uh, this.
2: Yeah, working that We're actually training at like five o'clock in the morning, starting and for an hour. So I do strength like and like am conditioning, and then I go. Like he I'm goes t- to
0: work, and then he continues to fight after at, work too, right? Yeah. It's a double. Yeah, it's yeah. double workouts every day. But is it every day or looking- not?
2: Yeah, it's like Monday through like Saturday. Uh, Saturday, Sunday is mostly sparring, so it's so it's more sparring through the rounds, um, like more than the mitt work that I've been doing and stuff. So, yeah. Uh,
0: what's your favorite part of training, or your least favorite part of training?
2: Uh, sparring. Sparring is not fun.
0: Yeah, that's the closest thing to, to where you're actually feeling it, right? So you wake up the next day, sometimes you're like, that guy's not sparring with me again.
2: Right, and, you know, and we've been bringing in, like, all bigger guys. Like, I sparred like, a 207-pound guy just Jesus. to, like, like just to take his shots. Um, and then I, like, also tried to wrestle him. Trust me, I cannot move a man that's 207 pounds. <laughs> uh, he's just too strong. Um, but, you know, that you just try to get different like in different styles this are, there, it comes are there
1: illegal moves or is yes. it all just
2: no 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 yes uh, uh, certain I mean I don't know what the like, Massachusetts rules are yet because they're all like once adopting different different like uh, rules like you no know, changes um, I know that the forearm is a big one um, like you know that we're not sure you know uh, so as soon as we get down there like you know then they will tell us the rules like I'm you know, back in the locker room uh, so but, Certain
0: choke holds be allowed, not allowed, that kind uh, of thing. Choke like, holds
2: are fine. It's just like the punches, like to the like, on his head. So you can't punch a person, like I was in the back of the head because you can kill him.
0: Oh, And stuff like that. Yeah, there's, I mean, temple, that's another.
2: Oh, well, that's a great one. Like, because like, that's a knockout hit.
0: Yeah, temple. Yeah. Are they
2: allowed to hit in the temple? Yeah. You are? Yep. <sighs> wow. As soon as you hit the temple, then they go. They're done. Yeah. You as know, soon as just- your body goes limp, then the fight's done. Yep. And they can tell as soon as your body goes limp because, because your body just like falls or, or, or it just gives up. Or and like, you like know, say if he does get on top and he's like I'm ground and pounding and I'm not showing any like movement or say that I'm not like I'm defending or I'm not trying to make a move, knowing that I'm not knocked out and knowing that I'm still in the fight, that they're going to call it because of safety, and oh, that's yeah. what a, you know. And that's what a lot of fighters hate, especially me. I I don't like it, but you know, it's just for the safety.
0: Is it because in the moment you feel like you're just conserving energy?
2: Sometimes, yeah. And you're trying to figure out, like you know, that your next move, or you're just trying to wear them out. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, he makes the first round boring. This guy. So I'm sure that the first round of this fight is going to be boring because you're trying to figure each other out you're not trying to really strike uh you're just trying to figure out you know you're you're like on distance and and you're like a length with your punch your kick if you can shoot if you can kick you know you're just trying to figure out your like opponent and stuff so like mostly the first two to three minutes of the round is like you're figuring the person out
0: or or starting to target that area, you know you're on the target, right? right? So he's probably going to target your front leg, no matter what. Any chance all he has. day long? Yeah, he's gonna. He's definitely gonna. Um,
2: he's he's going to target my front leg, and like he's going to want to like pick me up and drop me. I'm oh yeah,
0: it. he's going to want to jump right in on you. Yeah. So
2: like, you know, so that's why that we've been working on a kick that's like going teep so that goes like into your chest, so that'll like back you up. You know, but it's mostly just like I'm jabbing in and out jab. Jab, jab out. Like, you look for the knockout. If you can't get it, just keep jabbing him so you can keep wearing the body down. And you just want to frustrate him, you know, and that's what he wants to do to me. Like, he wants to frustrate me just like I want to frustrate him. Um, so, you know, and then, you, and then it, you know, and then it gets hard when you're trying to, like, listen, like, to your coaches because you're hearing fans yell and scream. You're listening to his corner yell and scream. So it's hard to hear your coach. It's where you have to just know
0: who's your corner man for this event
2: my corner guy is actually like it was greg out of out of like massachusetts uh he's one of my like most boxing coaches like you know that i go down to and i train with uh he's he was at my second pro fight with um adrian sosa uh, and uh he just you know he's just like a tremendous he's a very good coach uh, I actually talk to him like on a daily basis. I send him film, like, and then I talk to all of my other coaches up here and stuff. And you know, and they have fights that like you know that they have to go to and stuff. And uh, you know, so you just you just have to be like uncomfortable, like with the like corner guy, like you know, knowing like you know, that he's going to give you the right advice, like throughout your fight. And
0: and he's well researched or well versed at MMA and yep. in fighting, mm-hmm. I'm sure, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, and. All this coaching I'm here all these coaching all these gyms how do you afford all this working full time <laughs> and like like where like you pull money out of your butt <laughs>
2: <laughs> no uh you know like some of them well, I know adam Adam is just a small gym so he doesn't charge uh and like coach and then coach like Barco and I we have. Like you know, that we have a uh, like I like like I go twelve to fourteen sessions with them, and then I pay them x amount of dollars. The fight house is free in like New Jersey, and I mean, and that's free for anyone to go there. Um, and that's with like a Roger. He's a like a military guy, ex ex military guy, just trying to give back. And and uh, it's just so so. The only person that I really pay is a guy at Fight Factory, which is, you know, which is, like, almost Barco. The other two are... They're, like, mentors. Yeah, like, you know, I just work with them, you know, but my main coach is, like, almost Barco at, at Fight Factory, and that's where all my money goes. I love it. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, it's all, I mean, and then... It's a team and, effort. Yeah, and then, like, you know, like, sponsorship starts, and, like, you know, as, as soon as you start landing sponsors, and that's when you start, looking winning, um, you know, and then or if you sign on with the, like a management team, like, you know, that they offer you like stuff, um, you know, which we're in the works with one now out of like a New York city, which will like a push me to fight down in like a New York city for a lot of my fights. Like once I sign on with them, cause I'll sign on with a, uh, contract fight where, where I have to fight down there, which would be at like Madison square garden. So that would be really cool. And, and I'm looking forward to it, like, you know, so that, and then, you know. So, for
0: CES, is this basically a, a fight-by-flight thing? Like, after this fight, they evaluate you, see if you stay on, that kind of thing, or do you have a certain uh, amount of fight of uh, They can offer me
2: to come back, like, a at their next card, um, you know. It's up it's up to me and also them, Um I mean, I told like, you know, Lewis and I told Pat that I will, you know, like, like, you know, that I will be back to fight for CES after this. Uh, like, like I stated, you know, that there's a like, gentleman down in Massachusetts that, like, me and him have have a like, beef, and what uh, like, you know that we want to settle it in the octagon. Uh, and what's his name again? His name is like Billy the Kid Keenan. Like, if you Billy go on like, go Keenan. YouTube, if you go on YouTube, there's a there's Billy the a Kid, kid Keenan. Keenan. I love it. Yeah, uh, there's a uh, there's a podcast where like that we were supposed to fight two summers ago, and like towards the end of it, he said that he was going to knock my head off and like put it on a stake and like send me back to New York, like I with it. a loss. He's only uh,
0: holding a grudge for two
2: years. Uh, you know, and <laughs> he's. And uh, he was on C, uh, CES once, and he called me out. And, uh, like, you know, it's it's a fight that people want to see. Like you know, he's he's a tremendous fighter. Uh, uh, you know, and we've been trying to make a fight. Uh, like you know, just like stuff happens. Like you know, um,
0: so do you Texas guy? You guys like and text friends like, uh, hey, he we're gonna fight that. Like, like you well, he, play he play sends me forth.
2: stuff on, uh, like you know, he sends me stuff on Facebook through Messenger. Uh, you know, I was in Salem last year and I almost like met him out at a bar. Probably not the smartest thing to do, like with his friends, but uh, he's, yeah, like, you know, they call him the like a ninja. He's uh-huh. uh, your weight class though? Yes. Oh. Uh, well, like when he comes down, uh, he's at 170. He walks around at, uh, I walk around at 160. Mm-hmm. So we will meet at 155 if we fight.
0: So Bob Pye just pulled up a picture of this guy, and he's a big looking, ominous he's looking a dude. He's a monster. Yeah,
2: he he definitely is all
0: one seventy. Like he yeah, is, he, but he comes down. And yeah, yeah, he has to. So he, and and really, the heaviest. All right. So for people who don't know this, fat weighs less than muscle. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So at the end of the day, when you're dieting and you're working out. And you're gaining muscle and losing fat, you your body will look good, but your weight might Goes. you'd be like, I'm not losing I'm not losing the weight. I thought, that's because you're actually building muscle, which is a good thing for your body. Like right. you and know, that's what I'm going your through your right now. Yeah. And for for so for this guy to get down fifteen pounds, he's gonna have to lose some muscle because that's the biggest weight on his body, because he didn't have a lot of fat on his body. So he's gonna he have doesn't. to lose some muscle to come down to you.
2: He doesn't, and I mean and, and we've been wanting like him to fight um you know uh you know he's a striker i'm a striker uh he can take punches trust me like you know, that i've watched all of his film uh he's since his amateur career he's not had a pro fight yet he's been waiting on me uh he went in his last nine fights he's eight and one so he's so he he's doesn't ready. lose he's ready He's ready. Uh, we were supposed to fight, and then he got hurt. Uh, he like went tore something in his like a knee and got surgery. Uh, so, you know, um, you know, but we still talk. I mean, I mean, it's I'm, not, I'm always curious about
0: this because let's say in triathlons, for instance, right? Yep. It's an individual sport at the end of the day. Same um, thing, here. right? And I know it kind of is here too. So, I, I and I've seen through the UFC what I have watched, and there's a lot of camaraderie. Through the participants, um, and I know it's because they train in close proximity sometimes, yep. and and there's really bonds created. And and some of the nonsenses are just really nonsense for the marketing, but
2: marketing aspect. Yeah, but if you speak huge, and you right? talk like on trash, it's going to bring in like a rating, so It's going to bring in ticket sales, like on people want to see the fight. Uh, Nate, Nate, who I'm fighting, and I have not spoken, like not said a word to him. I've not messaged him. He's not messaged me. I've not gone on his page. I don't know if he's gone on mine, but I've not gone on his. You know like and we're both staying like on quiet. I'm sure once the poster comes out this week, then everything's gonna come out. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, his friends will start talking, my friends will start talking. Uh but I'm not gonna respond to it. I stay I stay what like, you know, that I stay like I was humble and and I stay silent, you know, I mean like you know uh like he's like one and oh, he's twenty six ranked in like Massachusetts, so like, oh, he's good. Uh,
0: so, families. Your family think you're crazy. Are you a older kid or what? Yeah, siblings. But yeah,
2: so know that I have a. I actually have a like a younger brother, Scott. He's thirty three. Uh, yeah like you know that I talk to my dad and mom and they're not watching this fight uh like you know they want nothing to do with it
0: uh now did they see both of your boxing matches previously no okay so they've stayed away from everything
2: yeah like you know like, yeah like they won't watch me uh I know that uh, like you know that my dad actually works at Wicca Mid Lakes and it's gone through like mid Lakes and I'm fighting so a lot of the like teachers are into UFC and they're like talking to him about it and he's like I'm just not watching it I'm just really really I'm You know, he's just, like, worried, and, you know, and that's how parents are.
0: Uh, Yeah, it would be the same way. If my son was a boxer or MMA, it was hard enough to watch him play soccer, which is not a
2: physical sport. It's starting to.
0: No, yeah, but at the end of the day, um, I don't know if I could watch my son MMA, but I'd want to. Mm -hmm. I I would be there, but I would be there probably through fingers, like, looking my eyes through fingers, like, I can't watch him get hit.
2: I know that my mom said that, like, she doesn't want to watch me get hit she's like she. she's like I just can't stand watching you get hit and I fought in Elmira uh three years ago and I invited her out and I bought her a ticket and she wouldn't come you know, like watch and uh you know it just it, it just is what it is you know yeah.
0: so do you have an official record overall record right now like uh like, do mma you even track
2: zero that in, uh mma uh, mma is zero and zero at the pro ranks and at the boxing it's zero and two because i've lost to two strong people mm-hmm. so i'm in like on so i need a w on Now, what about amateur? Uh, Amateur, I did it on my own. So, no no official. I I, I got blasted. So, you
0: really got a clean slate right now. I have a clean
2: slate. I'm coming in, like, with a, you know, with a whole new, like, on team, uh, and I just feel confident. I feel more confident than I've ever felt going into any fight.
0: Now, is that because of your experience and knowledge you've gained over this last 10 years, or do you think that you're just that much well-trained?
2: Um... A little bit of the knowledge, but I think that I'm more well, well, like i trained like on this time, like, you know, that I have a, like i coaching staff uh, and I talk to them like going daily and I'm just, uh, and I'm just training harder. Like, you know, I'm in the gym, like i with my coaches. I'm, you know, I'm looking at the negatives. I mean, like, you know, if I spar, then they send me sparring videos. If I do mitt work, which it's on social media, people see it like like and then i see see the negatives like you know that i'm making the mistakes so then i can fix it mm-hmm. going into the fight um you know it's just i'm just more um aware of like things now having having those coaches breaking things down where i think that i'm doing it right they're like no you're doing this wrong or you're or you're like those hands not up you know so like a stuff like that yeah uh because
0: that's huge so like I was talking before with you being in Serbia and trying to figure out like, like footwork's a big thing in MMA, Yeah, like foundations is a big thing. And Mm -hmm. and if you're not well taught and thinking about that, and you are, which is great. Um, all right. So what's the carrot? Like, like what's next? What's like, we're getting towards the end here. So I just like, if you, if you win or lose here, like, like what's the goal for you for the next like five years? What what are you thinking?
2: You know, know, I just, uh, you know, I just want to keep getting better. Um, you know, I want the title fight at, like, some point, like, once I, like, you know, once I start picking up those W's, like, you know, that you want to get to the bigger fights, you want to get to the bigger, like, on promotions, you know, I want to get to Bellator, um, I want to get to the UFC, um, you know, and I have the connections to it, you know, I just have to pick up the, like, on W's, and that's what it comes down to, and, you know, and that's what I need to do. No how how is
0: your age factor in with the general Huge. people in UFC? Like, is are you a lot older than most yes, of the guys? Right? Yes, like, I'm, I don't I don't follow UFC close enough for this. Is there other guys in their 30s doing this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. I know Brock Lesnar was older when he was doing it and that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. Like, yes. Back, yeah. Back in the day.
2: Yeah. It's uh, him and and then there's like you know you you have like, Connor now that's 31. You have Dustin Aquemorey that's in his mid thirties. Uh, Khabib, I think, is in his thirties. So a lot of guys are older. I know, like on Daniel, like on Cormier, he's forty, or he's close to forty. Um, a lot of guys are getting older. It's just that the sport's getting faster, and the guys are getting better, and they're coming in like younger. I mean, I mean, I'm watching like on kick there's like on kickboxing fights now that you can do at like a 16 years old now. So, I mean, so they're starting out like on younger, uh, especially like I'm just in the boxing world. Like, you know, they start out at five years old. And like by the time they're like like, on 12, they have over like on 70 like fights. I mean, it's just.
0: That's crazy to me. The kids are being put through like yeah. at a time when their brains aren't even fully developed they're boxing yeah i like, mean like, you know, like watch them. yeah yeah it's crazy to me I,
2: I watch them every like monday and uh wednesday and they're in there training hard and they have to keep their like grades up and they have to listen to their coaches and their parents and and they have a thing to follow and and they do it and great discipline i mean to
0: yes. teach any kids at the, that level so i don't want to be totally poo-poo on it because at the end of the day, if you have your kids doing anything—martial arts, gymnastics—have them do some kind yeah. of foundational exercise. So later in life, they they have good body control. They understand their bodies, what they can do, leverage that kind of thing. Because that's big for MMA, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's leverage is such huge. a big piece of it.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, like I'm huge, and it comes down to it and stuff, and you know, and you have to just endure with the like negativity. I mean, it's going to be there.
0: Uh, And this is kind of how I wanted to wrap up. You've done a lot of different things in your life. You've Mm -hmm. traveled for for a sports that you didn't even think of going professional, playing college in. Um, Mm. Do you uh, ever have that fear that says, I shouldn't do this? Or do you think past that? Or do you get it? And how do you handle it if you get that fear and that, like, I shouldn't Uh, do this?
2: You know, I just go with it, you know. Like I'm just so what can we driven, like you know, that I wanna do it. I mean I mean, if I think that I can do it, like how then I do it, you know, and it's all about what like, risks and you have to take what like, risks in like a life, job, sports, anything. So I mean you so if you do not what can we take the risk then you're gonna like wonder. So I mean, so I take the risk and you and you do get the negativity like come behind it from people. Uh, trust me, I know I've seen it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna see it like once a but after the poster comes out, I'm gonna see it. They're gonna say, Oh, well that guy's big, or like, you know, like he's one and all, or like, you know, that you've lost your two fights or this or that. And you know, you just have to use it as like a motivation. I mean, like, you know, there's no sense of getting back and forth on social media with somebody, uh, especially somebody that's not, like, stepped in the ring, somebody that's not stepped in the octagon, somebody that, like, watches a it. it's a, like, a totally different world, like, once you step in, and that door shuts, because there's nowhere to go, and all eyes are on you, you know, and, uh, and spe- Training
0: gets put under the spotlight, right? The there, right, like- and
2: especially on the UFC fight pass, it's even added. It's even added like a bigger stop because now like millions of people like watch watch the like a UFC fight app, you know. And uh, you know, it's all about. You just have to go in there and 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 you just have to do like you have to do everything like you know, that you've been taught, and that's what it is. Execute it, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you got to figure out. It, um at the end of the round, you have to go back and figure out something else. What
0: advice would you give to people uh, regarding pushing their athletic prowess later in life? first off
2: uh, I think that you can do anything like I actually think that you can do anything kind like that you put your mind to. I don't think that you can like listen to somebody that says what kind like, that you cannot like, go and do it. Um, you know, you just have to follow your, what like, heart and you have to follow, you know, what, can, what you, like what can believe in. And, uh, you know, and if you love to do it, like, then you go in and go do it.
0: Wow, any questions about m a Are you inspired? Are you gonna start training? Oh okay. yeah!
1: Tomorrow morning, I'm gonna. I, I just quit my job. I just text my manager, and I, I, I'm all about, all about for it. Perfect. Yeah. Five a.m. tomorrow. You yeah. gonna meet him at the gym? Is it gonna be awkward for my size? And and, and No, you're taller than everybody else. So you
0: can look down on him. Okay. Them. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. No, yeah. Good for it. you You
2: could throw the kick.
0: <coughs> yeah. All, all right. right. Roundhouse. Yeah. Kicking. So, yeah, I love that. So this is very intriguing. I'm excited to see you go. I'm excited that we learned about this whole, the, the see? undercard of uh, yep, UFC think, and yeah. then CES is, is like the G league of that. That was a yep. great analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, you got me excited. Like, I don't want to do MMA, but I might watch it now.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's uh you know, it's a great sport, but it's very violent I mean, like, no one wants to get, like, a punch in the face. Also, you know, if we're out at bars, night, like, nightclubs, even out at the street, you know, at someone's house, our, our, our like, ones hands are actually, are actually, like, ones, they actually have a, uh, they actually have a, like, registration on them. So my hands are now, like, registered in the state of, like, New York, in, like, Massachusetts, now in, like, Rhode Island, and now in Virginia. So... Let's just say that I get into a fight, I can go to jail, oh wow, because I know how to fight, and that person doesn't even if so there has to be like a witness there, so uh, i know I know when I go out like you know, places, um, yeah, you know it's awesome to talk about the fight, you know that I'm excited, but you know once you put um uh, what' would you put it out there that, alcohol, that you're a fighter right? alcohol and you're yeah. out to a club or 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 a bar people get and there's like old you know, guys and there's girls out there people want to see if they can push your manhood and fight especially if there's like you know, girls there and stuff and you just have to walk away uh, you know um, like because you have nothing like to prove to anyone and what? that's what you have to really look at I mean I know that John Jones goes through it which which he just got in trouble for for that. So and so did Conor McGregor. I mean, you just have to walk away. I mean, it's I mean I mean it's very tough, but it's just not worth like you know, fighting someone that's in a bar that could be drunk and like you know that they could make one one wrong move and you could like connect and you could kill them, or you could seriously like hurt them and now you have a lawsuit and you're off to jail. And it's all because it, it, it was very instinctual,
0: instinctual for you in that moment too. It was right. protection mode, and then you get into that fight mode, and now you're not thinking of, of just disabling someone. You're thinking about right. I'm going to my training, and I'm going to take care of this
2: right. And like especially in, and, and also like especially, like, with a fight coming up, like you know that you're in fight like mode. I mean. I mean, I, I, I mean, I know that I've been meeting like with Oz at like on um, club, um, at the club one, like picking up a sponsor from him and, and, and also like I'm doing marketing stuff with him and like, I'm always on my phone and I'm always like a watching, like on film, like when I'm there, cause I don't, because I don't like going to dance or nothing cause I because I like him because I just don't like it um, and stuff but. He's, talking,
0: he's referencing Oz Tozan who is a previous podcast guest of ours a, yeah. a marketing whiz he's a, yeah. a head marketing guy over at One yeah. and uh, that's who Zach's referencing and I saw Zach there uh, last week I think it was that I saw there and he is he's just nice and chill sits there we kind of sit on the side and watch but I couldn't get him to dance I tried mm-hmm. I tried to get him on the whiteout at Sensation to dance he wouldn't go out. I saw other people trying to get him to dance he wouldn't go out mm-hmm. to dance no. but I'm sure he'd be good in that octagon he'll be dancing <laughs>
2: hopefully yeah uh you know it's just like you know that you just have to watch film but i mean like now it's not about film anymore now it's about you know um executing because you can't watch film anymore i mean uh because if you watch it then you're going to overthink it now and you're just gonna you're just gonna overthink something and you just can't do that because if you make one one minor like a mistake then you're going to sleep
0: that's true so CES MMA fifty nine Friday October twenty fifth at seven o'clock. That's next week from this publication date in November. It is in Providence, Rhode Island at the Twin River Casino. It is only on the UFC Fight Pass through CES. Just so everybody knows, uh, Mister Zach will be one of the first fights on the card. I believe he said there might be twelve or thirteen fights. Yeah, but he'll I will be go one of the first or three. Second. Or, yeah, he'll yeah. be one of the first three fights probably. So make sure you tune in quickly. Don't don't wait because. Um, he is slowly growing. But Zach, you are impressive. Thank you. I really, I'm glad I've met you in this last month. Thank you. Um, It's been sweet every time I've seen you. You have good friends and family around you when I've seen you. Um, Thank you. I, I look forward to continuing this friendship. Yeah, definitely. Following your career and I can't wait till when he Decides to move away from the boxing and MMA. I'm gonna try and trigger him for his next carrot. So I'm gonna try and figure out the next sport or something. So I'm thinking tough mutter. Maybe we can get Darth Vader to help talk uh, him maybe. into doing a tough mutter with us or doing something a little crazier. So once, because I have a feeling when this is done, you're still gonna find something else after this.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, like you know, that there's always something else. I mean, you just gotta stay active with sports. Um, you know, I just have to make uh, the most of it like while I'm in it. So you know and.
0: Yeah, that way when we're 60 or 70, we're not regretting or saying, I could have, what should have, yeah, could I have done you something? Know,
2: yeah, I'm kind of, yeah. I mean, everyone knows that CTE is getting big now. So yeah, it's a bad thing.
0: You got to be careful. That's right. Yes, sir. So on behalf of Justin... On behalf of Bob, on behalf of Zach, and on behalf of the lovely, wonderful, talented <laughs> network specialist, Anna DeRosa, who came and joined us here during the podcast. So she is in the room once again. Uh, to the whole team of the Hemphletic Podcast, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we did pick everybody up on Spotify, so we are now available on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, we also put a crowd sharing out there on Podbean for anybody who wants to help. So the first year of this podcast was totally host- generated I Paid for everything, so now we are looking to try and get the crowdfunding out to help grow this podcast. We are looking to grow it nationally, internationally. We picked up Italy this week, guys. Wow, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, we picked up another country. Yep. So now we are in seventeen countries. We have been downloaded in forty states, uh, over almost four thousand download mark uh, and more streaming. So, so we're getting there. Spotify is picking up. But please, everybody, check out the crowdfunding. It's on the Hemphletic page at Facebook that Miss Anna has helped me make sure that we have content on there but i also put the crowdfunding on there um any donation can help just remember it will only be used for the production costs and the um, networking that we need to put this podcast out and to make sure everybody can hear the message we're sending zach thank you very much
2: That's okay. thank you so much
0: bye everybody have a great week
2: Good night.